26. When I was a teenager, I was afraid of animals, their apparent impulsiveness and unpredictability. Being pinned to the floor as a toddler by a farmyard collie had left me with a phobia of dogs, and the only other creatures I ever encountered in Edgelands, northeast Derbyshire, were the cats we kept periodically, each stalking through the house for a time before they met their inevitable fate on the Bolsover Road. So my only memorable encounters with creatures and their strange, mysterious properties came through Ted Hughes's books like Hawk in the Rain and A Moortown Diary, through poems like Pike, where the iron eyes of the fish seemed to gleam right in front of me in all their submarine delicacy and horror. The first Ted Hughes short story I ever read was The Rain Horse, and it left a deep impression on me. I still think of it as a masterclass in creating cumulative dread. So the story evokes an encounter between a man who's come back to the rural area that he grew up in, uh, suited and smart, and a solitary horse in a field. When we first encounter the thin black horse of the piece, it's mildly mischievous. Running across the ploughland towards the hill, its head down, neck stretched out, running on its toes like a cat, like a dog up to no good. I went to graduate school at UC Santa Cruz, which is a beautiful campus in a redwood forest. I was taking comparative planetology, so we were looking at detailed images of solar system objects hundreds of images, the surface of Mercury, some of the radar maps of Venus, but also the detailed surface images of Mars. And these images were just very much in my subconscious because we'd been staring at them so long. And, and there was a day when I walked home from the astronomy department, I would emerge from the redwood forest and I would come out on this knoll where you had a view of the Monterey Bay, very beautiful view. And in that moment, I couldn't help but compare the scene laid out before me with all of the images that were cataloged in my brain. And the contrast was so marked. All of a sudden, I could see the landscape with a historical perspective. Like I could imagine a crater in the surface of the landscape, or a landscape with no water or that hot magma landscape from when the earth was forming. I could kind of see that whole history laid out. And I felt like the life that was before me, the fields, the ocean, and its marine life, even the blue sky, I felt like it was all so fragile. Just this thin veneer that could be wiped away so easily. And I started to wonder, what would it take to obliterate all of that life. How fragile is it? You know, and even knowing the fate of the dinosaurs, we still tend to think of ourselves as invincible. We think that we can get ourselves out of any pickle. And I'm not so sure. Even then, I sensed that we were in trouble. I knew how thin the biosphere was and that every single creature on the planet shared that biosphere and that what I did here in this corner of the planet was going to have an impact on somebody else in another corner of the planet. Thinner than the mold on an orange, right? We ignore the cosmic time to our own peril. Unifying Fragments 
you, you, you're unifying fragments. You, 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 you're playing with history. You, 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 you're being boring. 4, 12, 56.